folks, Jeff Salzman here, and welcome to The Daily Evolver, and to another episode of The Shrink and the Pundit, where I, Jeff, the pundit, talk to my old friend, Dr. Keith Witt, psychotherapist extraordinaire about all things integral. He's the shrink. Today, I'm going to share a conversation that Keith and I had a couple weeks ago about the psychological mechanisms of evolution, what we're actually doing with each other in relationship and so forth, and in our own minds to evolve. And I always learn so much from Keith about this because he has such mastery, having done 10,000 sessions in psychotherapy. So we talk about that human beings fight and friend, or the other F word, our way forward. And that is just the way of evolution. And we have ever larger circles of moral consideration. That is people that we're willing to see as a thou versus an it. Anyway, this conversation, we talk about the mechanism of external constraints. And it's in response to a letter that we got from one of our listeners, Leah. And she asked Keith to explain this mechanism, which he's talked about a few times. And I don't really understand it either. So it was good for me as well. And it's how we call forth other people to constrain us so that we can reorganize and find the sociability that is latent in virtually every interaction. So anyway, we'll talk about it. We're going to enter the conversation in midstream here as Keith and I are talking about the great integral project of re-enchanting the world. Well, and re-enchant <laughs> is something that... that yeah. comes up every time you say it I feel this little rush of pleasure yeah you well, know bringing, ma- bringing spirit in bringing magic back yeah. real magic and spirit to, to orange and to green and reinvigorating amber yeah. with it yeah. you know guiding it you know healthy red is guided by God yeah you know yeah. I mean, the- absolutely healthy red is one of the areas that we most have to pay attention to and it's it, in a way it's the the first of all the differentiation between good red and mean red uh-huh. has been something that i i've got way deeper understanding of in the last couple of years you know me too through you yeah well and through you and <laughs> yeah. you know and just the the and i realized that if we are indeed um integrating the best of the first tier, the first six stages of human consciousness development and human cultural development, then this warrior stage is, uh, there's a lot, so much good about it. And it's crucial. It's, yeah. it's necessary going, this is, this is what I wanted to talk about. The, we might as well just start well, that. Well, let me say that, because welcome to yeah. the Daily Evolver, <laughs> to another episode of The Shrink of the Pundit. Where? You and I like to, to, an integral, really likes understanding um, the universe from an evolutionary standpoint. It, it's, it, it no longer is um, something that I, I, I have to think about doing to begin my thinking about at the Big Bang. It's like everything starts at the Big Bang, and then there's the universe bias towards greater complexity that moves us forward um and as 
has been demonstrated endlessly uh, in uh, chaos theory. Um, basically, when you have opposing forces rubbing against each other, there's a there's chaos there's chaos and there's rigidity, and they meet each other with the opposing forces. At the at that meeting point, there's patterns that form, and those patterns sometimes are predictable. Uh, they they're self-repeating. This is how this universe self-organizes. And every once in a while, there's a new pattern that's more stable and more complex, and the whole system shifts upward. And that's evolution. That's the driver of evolution. That's in the very fabric of the universe. Yeah. Um, opposing forces, uh, gravity, yep. and you know the Big Bang, all that stuff. Yep. So, with with people, with with our species, that's an intensely social species. Um, the rubbing together has been in our social interactions. You know the 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 the. The last couple of million years, as as humans have evolved, the brain has has expanded, um, and everybody goes, "Well, it's expanded because we have more more uh, we can cook and we can concentrate calories." Okay, it's expanded because there were challenges on the on the belts. Yeah, yeah, but the bottom line is expanded because we've become more social. As the brain expanded, it's increased our our social capacities. Uh, most of the brain's dedicated to, to social interactions, and at its most fundamental level, and this is this is where we're getting to original sin, which is cool to me. Mm -hmm. At the most fundamental level, what we do as humans is we cooperate under a, an, a, an, a, a mutually accepted set of rules, which is play. Okay, you and I right now are playing. We have uh, a, a mutually accepted set of complex social rules about us and about the world, and we're engaging with each other with, within the context of that, and it's, it's enjoyable, it's pleasurable, okay? And we both feel we can do this because our nervous systems are reading safety. This is the neuroception of safety, and this is going into the, the modern emphasis on Stephen Porges' polyvagal system, the, the, the hierarchical response that people have to the world. The first response is social engagement. Second response is fight, flight. And the third response is, is freeze. We prefer social engagement. Over the okay, last... Okay, let's pause one. there. Okay. That's pretty profound. Yeah. You know, yeah. really. I mean, it's part of... Um, you know, when you talk about, um, you know, what, what we got going for us is social, you know, what we have going for us in a bigger sense is just this growth in general. The, the thing you described about these polarities and this fight and this new integration and, you know, that, that's been happening since the Big Bang and it's built in. And um, that we, and the reason we're people and not just subatomic particles continuing to bounce off of each other is this thing that we prefer sociability. And so do Adams, actually. Richard yes. Feynman talked about that. Yes. You know, physicists talk about that. He said, when you come right down to it, the best way to describe the, the movement of atoms is that they're playful. You know? And, co and cooperative. Yes. You know, you, I walk into a room and the bioluminescence from my body becomes coherent with the bioluminescence of a plant in the corner. I know. Our, 
they're they're cooperating. I know, me too. Ugh. So humans, so we're biased, and, and going back to the hierarchical response, fight, flight, trumps, freeze. If you freeze in, in terror or horror, and you go start moving in fight, flight, it cancels out freeze. If you're caught up in fight, flight, and you can engage uh, social engagement, it cancels out fight, flight. Okay, mm-hmm. the systems change internally. And for humans, the last million years, the biggest threat to humans has not been anything uh, has not been anything uh, um, external to the human species. It's been humans. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. So basically, the dynamic that we've been evolving in, rapidly evolving, when we, when we read threat from the other person, what our nervous system says is, this person is no longer cooperating with us with an agreed set of rules. This person is trying to dominate us and demanding submission. That's fight. Okay? Mm-hmm. And at that particular point, we go into that alarm reaction. We go into fight, fight, or freeze, usually, unless we're really complex, super complex people. And you see this in relationships, uh, complex relationships. You see this in people with a lot of self-awareness. Leah asks about spiritual bypassing. We see people who are aware of their spiritual bypassing. Someone else is is projecting to them, I'm going to dominate you. And instead of responding with fight, flight, or freeze, I respond with social engagement, inviting them to come back into social engagement. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So someone's going to dominate me. My said fight, flight. I need to get away from you, or I need to dominate you. Okay. It's there's those are my two choices: domination, submission, or flight. So now, didn't that, you just say a third choice? There? Freeze. Well, no, the freeze, but also the engage or the social engagement. Social engagement. Yes. The social engagement, the social engagement system, when it's activated, cancel interiorly, cancels out fight, flight, or freeze. Okay, so that's what we prefer. We prefer that. Yes. Humans prefer it, and there's some evidence, and I mentioned this before, that the humans self-domesticated between fifty and seventy thousand years ago, when there was this proliferation of tribes in Africa, and they were rubbing up against each other, and the people who co- cooperate intertribably had an advantage. And so during that 20,000 years, there were, there were changes, not just in terms of people's social capacities, but in the genome that caused humans to be, their faces got flatter, their brains got bigger in a particular sense, the frontal cortex, and, we, and the people that were more social, more cooperative had an advantage. We prefer play, which is cooperation under an agreed upon set of rules. Yeah. Okay. Then and, why do we fight so much? Because some, that doesn't work, right? Or it doesn't always work. Well, well, we fight because our, when our nervous system reads threat and doesn't believe that cooperation is possible, we go, okay, it's dominant submission. Okay. I got two choices. I get it. I do that all the time. Yeah. Well, and also you can see... One one of the things that has arisen out of the human um, social experiment, so to speak, that is now dominating this planet and probably will spread off this planet to other stars, one one of the things that is dominating um, that um, whole uh, uh, flow is that 
if you can convince a group of people that cooperation is not possible with another group of people, then you can sell them on, we have to go dominate them. Right. We do, we do not have to cooperate with them under an agreed upon set of rules. Right. Because yeah. we can't. Because right. you can't cooperate with those people. You can't talk to those people. Right. Uh, you can't. The, the whole. Well, you, we could even argue that there's truth to that. In that, um, you know, when people are coming from two different worldviews, and, you know, let's look at our current culture. We have people coming from a progressive postmodern worldview and from a traditional worldview. Then the mod poor moderns are stuck in the middle. But the traditionalists and postmodernists, they're right about that. They really actually can't communicate with each other. At least we have, a, you know, great swaths of us can't. That's right. Well, and not only that, but... But starting in the, the 80s and 90s, in the short run, what happened is there was a play between conservatives, progressives, where they would cooperate. We have a, we have a mutual, we have a set of rules, and we will work together, and we all move things forward. We'll, we'll make things happen. Yeah. Okay? We'll, we can play under certain circumstances. But then one side realized, this was the, the, the super far right, I can... I can game the system. I can freeze the system and make, make nothing happen. And if I can do that, I can have power over the system. And now that, that play in the middle where we can cooperate and make things happen, that stopped. At that particular point, all kinds of things started happening interiorly in the United States, happened between people and also happened internationally. Right now, right now look at China. Okay, China is so much more agile and effective at playing with the world than the United States. Why? The United States does not have a party freezing it from doing initiatives. China, China does not have a party freezing it from doing initiatives. China goes into Latin America and says, look, how about I build a, a port here? How about I build a, um, a, a road here? You know, we'll, you give us resources and opportunities and we'll do trade. And we'll play with you in these in, in these environments. China's actually doing that with its own people. They've raised 800,000 people to the middle class. Why? They don't have a party stopping them from raising people to the middle class. And part of what they're saying is we're demonstrating to you that maybe your democratic ideals aren't really as effective in terms of taking care of people and making things happen. And right now, that's true. Okay. Because the United States, who can't do anything because the system is frozen by one group that says, I can have party as long, I can have power as long as I freeze the system, can't compete with a more agile superpower that can actually do things. Yeah. All right. I mean, I, you know, I mean, we get back to, our, to sort of our different stories about that. I mean, I could argue that when we go back to the, particularly the United States, that if we talk about, you know, I just think that what you're talking about is evolutionarily potent. Yes, yes. yes. We had a sort of a fused center modern consciousness that after the war. I mean, this is that, you know, stages of development where, you know, after a cataclysm, there tend to be people get together and then they differentiate. Mm -hmm. And we differentiated. And I wouldn't say that the right differentiated first if you consider the 60s. 
Oh, that's a good point. You know, the whole good left, point. the whole progressive worldview came online. It literally didn't exist on the in the cosmos, as far as we know. And and I want to point out, you're just demonstrating now the thing that Leah said about spiritual bypassing. Okay, this is me spiritual bypassing. You know, this is me denying the excesses <laughs> of the left because I'm pissed off at the right. Okay. Yeah. And, and there it There's is. Plenty, you know? plenty to, to be pissed off about. But yeah, I mean, they, it's evolutionarily potent that it came online. I mean, we just can't stay with Walter Cron Cron Cronkite forever. Like you know, guy, yeah. uh, we like, I liked them too, but you know, whatever. So we got, so we have this, now we have this culture war. And, um, and that's where we're, you know, we're back to this idea of constraints, being constrained, um, preferring yes. play, not getting each other, uh, seeing each other as enemies because we really don't even have the ability to talk. I mean, integral does. Integral starts to have the ability to talk to both, see yes, both, and, and, and really present an integration of the best of the, you know, warring parties. But, um, well, you know, Reich, the guy, you know, the guy, uh, he was, uh, the, the, um, uh, I think the treasury sec secretary under Obama, he's a professor at Berkeley. Yeah, Magistrate. Robert Reich. Robert Reich just wrote a book. And he says that essentially right now, the United States is, is a loose oligarchy in that what you have is you have a lot, a lot of uh, corporations that are basically extracting from the group, um, from the collective. And being able to sell a narrative to the collective that the people that are they're wanting to, to change our extracting system are actually the people that are extracting from you. And they're the people that you have to push against and you have to vote against and so on. And that's been very effective and is continuing to be effective. And so now we have this, these, all these polls that say 70 or 80% of Americans want this change and that change and this cooperation, that cooperation, and it doesn't happen. Um, now, part of the... Well, again, I would say that if you look at the last year, Keith, any, you know, reasonable definition of how fast we could move left... Oh, that's a good point. You know what I mean? It's, yeah, yeah. I mean, and it's COVID. I mean, COVID fast-forwarded our culture in 10 years in one year. It did. And in so many ways. And, and this is one is. of them. Yeah, I mean, we know that um, green economics is going to be more egalitarian. That's just, it's the moral development that we're growing into that that's going to happen and also that the yeah i guess this is part of it but that the baseline of a reasonable decent lifestyle is raised yes you know yes so so that people have a participation in the system and and we can see where you know the system as it is is throwing off money and eddies and you know ways that are stagnant and you know that that's all we're we're waking up to that, uh, but I think this last year has been um, and also culturally with Black Lives Matter, women. Oh my God, oh God. the last too. you know the, all of it. You yeah. know, is even meat. You know, McDonald's is coming out with uh, oh yeah, plant yeah, burger, yeah, McPlant yeah. or something. Oh, or you regenerative know. <laughs> regenerative farming being yeah more yeah the, the soil soil climate. Well, and also going back to the second question, my opinions and, and attitudes and a way of dealing with the world has changed more in the last couple, enough in the last couple of years that I've observed it, which is very, very difficult to observe change in your own consciousness because it I happens know. so slowly. Yeah. For instance, you know, back in the 80s, 70s, remember the inflation 
that mm -hmm. happened. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, that's what happened when there was just too much green controlling the economy. Yeah. Okay. And so, yeah, this current thing has been really good for, for the, the macro economy, for Wall Street and, and so on. But, he, but coming back to the original mm -hmm. yeah, premise right about on. all this stuff, um, we prefer to play. And, and, and it's kind of pushing to, to well, what, what are the action steps around this? Well, with, with individuals and with couples, which is where the rubber meets the road with me because I do psychotherapy all day long, you know, four days a week, is couples will go into ten, this and this is how we've always played. This is how babies play peekaboo. Okay, here's how baby plays peekaboo. Mom goes like this. Baby feels a little bit alarmed because mom's not around. Oh, oh no! Starts going into a little bit of 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 of, 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 of safety. And mom goes, Oh, here I am. Baby goes, oh, now I feel better. Oh, peekaboo. Okay, this is how play. This is how play happens at every level. Get a little threatened, and then we're back to social engagement. A little threatened back to social engagement. Me. This is how contracts are. Two big companies are doing some big deal with each other. Oh, I'm going to do this. Well, I'm going to do this. They have agreed upon set of rules, international rules, whatever. And, you know, they're here, here, here. Okay, now we've done it. Okay, we've done yeah. our deal. Okay, we've successfully played and made something happen. Okay. So e even fighting, you know, a couple of football players will just go kick the shit out of each other. But they know in the back of their mind – Neither one of us knows we can pull out a knife and stick it in the other guy because there's, there's, there's an agreed upon set of rules that says we can kick the shit out of each other, but we can't get a knife and stick it in. So that provides a certain – it's play, even yeah. though it looks violent and aggressive and our violent yeah. – this is a human superpower. When our violent um, um, instincts are channeled into play, we are regulating out of domination submission into cooperation, yeah. which is what you do – in every social uh, dilemma, I do it with couples, God. About 30% of my practice is couples. For almost er in, in every hour of a, of a couple that I work with, I probably help them regulate in, from domination submission into cooperation, I'd say on an average of 20 times in, in an hour. Wow. And that's, yeah. that's an average. Yeah. Sometimes it's 60 times. Yeah. Okay. Well, you've got this intensified crucible of, yes. you know, them being there and you're, you know, doing your thing. Yeah, yeah. Goddamn right. And right now, I think that the, one of the greatest things in the United States for moving things forward, besides all this, this upset, which requires novelty, is people getting involved in the local level with their neighbors and with their communities to make things happen. Yeah. I want to fix the road. I want to fix the bridge. I want to take care of our homeless problem. Um, I, you know, I, what are we going to do about State Street? You know, there's a lot of empty stuff, okay? Um, and so on, on those levels, there, there isn't as much of a freeze in the process, in my experience. There's a lot more room for cooperation. And I suspect that that's probably going to be the future, that out of those, those, those collaborative engagements, people are going to start electing representatives that say we're going to make something happen yeah you know? yeah. Uh, eventually even saying i will vote against party if i feel it's in the best interest of our of the principles that people yeah. share um and and and, I, and that's going back to we prefer play but if but if we believe that the choice is domination submission we're going to push for domination yeah so well as as you, you mentioned in your notes about leah's question you wrote some yeah. notes to me that um 
you uh, that when and, and I thought about this in terms of my own relationships with my friends. When one of my friends is coming on too strong, or you know, there's a fight energy going on, then um, or I have that with them, that that is a call to a constraint. Yes. So I, I like that because then, so then I know what's going on here. We're looking at sort of the basic mechanisms of, yes. you know, the, the primal fuel. causes. Yes, yeah. exactly. Uh, so that that's a that. So I'm calling for a constraint, and so that that then creates a boundary where a new level of play can happen. Or if if it's too say it's too red power gods. Mm -hmm. Okay, you know, it's Genghis Khan and, you know, who, well, Genghis Khan never yeah. got defeated. Uh -huh. know, but I don't know, somebody else, <laughs> you know, I don't know, like, you know, France and England in, uh, in uh, you know, the Hundred Years' War. Okay, if it's two power gods, it's just, okay, either you submit or I'm going to get you to submit or I'm going to get you to submit. But if one of the people is not at, at red or amber submission, they're at orange, I want to do business. Yeah. Okay. Right. Okay. I, or green. I want everybody. You know. Or or even teal. Mm -hmm. At that particular level, to the to the person that that is in the in the more complex consciousness, they go. Okay. So you're dominate or or or, or submit. You know, Nazi Germany, North Korea currently. Okay. As a collective person, Jung called this getting inflated. The collective goes. Okay. Now I have to respond and constrain you from dominating everything and i'm going to keep doing that until you start playing until mm -hmm. you cooperate so germany and japan were they were going to expand and they were going to either take over the world or they were going to be constrained the world responded to the collective we're going to constrain you then they said the world that was not red power gods now play with us and they both said okay we'll play well in fact we'll play better than there and now german two signature <laughs> i mean talk about evolution talk Jesus about Lord. evolution yeah and you can freeze it for a while, like North Korea um, is doing now, or Japan did during the Shogunate. I mean, it's, it's astounding to me that in the 16th century, Japan was unified under a dictator, and then he began to organize the social structures, just like North Korea, really, to keep the rest of the world out and freeze his culture in place. And it it stayed frozen in place yeah. until Pershing showed up yeah. in the 20th. No, I'm, I'm, Keith, I'm watching all, I'm, I'm, I'm such an old man. I'm watching all these history documentaries about the barbarians and the Rome and the Egypt and the tribes and all this stuff. And, and the Huns and the Genghis Khan and Attila, you know, and you're right. There, it, the pattern is, you could have several hundred years of peace and prosperity if the certain sweet spot is hit. You know, and there's not a lot of competition and you find yourself in a nice place. That can go on for several hundred years. The human impulse to continue to grow and mess with things finally wins out or somebody comes over the horizon or you see a city gleaming on the hill that you want. And that happens. Uh, and then there's a ruthless. I mean, you talk about, I mean, the, the ruthless brutality of human history is you can't even begin to wrap your head around. So, oh, yeah. but, but the basic idea would be that these two armies or these two warriors, warlords, the, the, it would, the, the sort of the deal would be, okay, we're going to fight to the death 
and the victor will reign in peace. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. And, you know, if you talk about the basic mechanisms of human uh, culture, that's it writ large. And, you know, you, know it, you can understand the short-term attraction. Genghis Khan had the largest, most peaceful empire that had ever been known. Yeah. And one of the reasons that he did is he got rid of corruption. In other words, if you broke one of his laws, he killed you. Yeah. Right now, China's government is very popular to the Chinese people because Xi, from the very beginning, has been working against corruption. And you talk to people in the countryside, and they say, we're no longer getting ripped off by the bullies and stuff because the government won't let them. So what that does is essentially give them human rights. I have the right to go down the road without some guy to, you know, getting some illegal toll. Okay? Yeah, now, in the right. short run, that could keep people happy. But in the long run, people are going to want more and more rights, which creates tension. Yeah. Between we want to keep it the way we, the, it is. And then out of that will come some kind of constraint, and then will come new play. Yeah. Uh, that's yeah, well, in China is a, a, a very interesting case in that, you know, the, you know, the Uyghurs and the police state that still exists. Um, exists even better, even yeah. more effectively. Yeah, than in, in some ways more benignly in, yes, in, in, benign, in a way. I mean, to effective. talk about the Uyghur concentration camps oh, in, in, in any way like the Nazi concentration camps, you're missing the point. You know, there, there's a, even an evolution of concentration camps. I mean, that's, you know, you, you feel, I could feel a revulsion at even pointing that out. But it's true. But it's true. Yeah. And, and actually what uh, the Communist Party has to do in China is, and they've been doing it, is bring a billion point three billion people um, into modernity. And um, that ain't easy. And part of what they have to do, and, and she's doing it, and I know there's a lot of liberals who are recoil at that, is, well, there's a couple things. One is this social equity system where mm -hmm. people are rewarded for not jaywalking, and they, there's a score kept for your entire life. And it, it does have, of course, it is a surveillance state in a certain way, but it's tuned benignly and humanely in a way that supports good behavior. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we could see the... Uh, rights and freedoms have grown enormously since the 60s and the Cultural Revolution. I mean, That's right. things like that and, and even Tiananmen. Uh, but they're doing it their way. And, um, and I don't want to uh, understate the horrors of the Uyghur camps. You know, we don't want to be naive about that. And there's forced stories labor. of forced labor and forced sterilization and yep. brutality and so forth uh, that, you know, Having an inner consciousness, we want to see it all, you know. You know, and, uh, and, and also see the trends, also see the larger context of the unfolding of, you know, truth. You know, California has forced labor. You can, you, convicts um, can be used as forced labor. It's in the California Constitution, and now there is a law in California to, to stop forced labor in prisons. Yeah. Okay? Um, so there's, there's the evolutionary force. And now this brings us to, you know, the second question. So how have you changed? Yeah. You know, I never thought that I would be looking appreciatively at China giving more rights to farmers to be able to make more money and not be ripped off by the local sheriff. Um, 
you know, I, I didn't think that, that, that I would have the, the understanding that I have largely from our conversations, I think, um, of there's, there's, there's a basic, there's a basic yearning in both political structures to, to make good things happen. that's being blocked by um, power dynamics and by money dynamics, um, and by the momentum of history, um, uh, that, yep. that there's, that there, there's also an evolutionary force happening where something different is going to arise. And, and this is the thing I'm, I'm open. If, if China wants to show the world that they can take better care of people and, 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 and reduce climate change and create more collaboration and give human rights to people in a one party party system. I don't want to live in that system, but I'm much more interested in what, in, in how that system evolves than I was before. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, it's yeah. changed. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, um, and that's, that, that would be, you know, roughly on the, the trends that we've identified all along in this conversation is just a, a greater complexity of mind. Yeah. You know, the ability to see, you know, for years we were raised, there's China, this thing, this big yeah. one, two dimensional thing. And now over time, we see the communists and we see the this and then we see the growth and we see the gleaming cities and we see the smog and we see the Uyghurs and we see the Hong Kong. And, yes, uh, you yes, know, yes. it's, you know, it, it, it's my thing. Evolution is beautiful. We can see the trends towards greater freedom, liberty, decency for sure. I mean, out of poverty, a billion people. Amazing, you know, but it ain't pretty. Yeah. It, Beautiful, but not pretty. And that, you know, I guess, you know, if, if there's anything for me that um, would characterize what I've learned, well, I, you know, I, I, I've learned that to be, uh, to have a, take a different attitude towards the people I thought were my enemies. I, well, in terms of, so I've, you've been doing the Daily Evolver for 10 years. You and I have known each other much longer than that. We've been doing this. Um, this is what I observe in you. Uh, what I observe in you is you always look for the larger understanding. You know, if you get pissed off or, or, or you get a doctrinaire or you get in a rigid position, your first unconscious response is to look for a larger understanding. It's just, it's not, it doesn't require any effort. Okay, that's your consciousness being changed. Um, and you know, until you have a larger understanding, you're not real confident about what you're saying. And I'm, I'm getting to, you know, I'll, I'll get in doctrinaire positions every once in a while, but I, I'm getting more suspicious of yeah. it. Okay. You know, for me, it's, if I don't feel like I have compassionate understanding, I'm suspicious of, of where I'm coming from. Certainly that plays out on the, uh, I'm seeing this with, with individuals and couples that I work with because on an interior level, we're dealing with our different parts of ourselves. The play fight dynamic is the same dynamic. Essentially, if I'm fighting with myself on an interior level, I have an interior, I, I have an internalized conflict. Internalized conflict is how Freud defined neurosis. Mm -hmm. And if I can get different parts of myself collaborating with an agreed upon set of rules to create more novelty, I'm now having interior play wow. instead of interior conflict, what does that do? That radically amplifies 
the evolution of my consciousness. Yeah. And, and when you're doing therapy, you're actually looking individually and interpersonally from the, both from the upper left and the lower left. You're looking for those, those conflicts because you know in the confusion and distress and the, and the rigidity of those conflicts, there are transformational opportunities. So you bring attention to bear there until those parts start cooperating. Oh my God. It's like massaging a knot in your muscle. Exactly. I mean, you just you, you do a tender and you try this side and that side and you don't push too hard, but you find it yielding. Yes. You know, and then you do it some more and then it gives way. And there's this wonderful rush of blood into that area that was so constricted in life. <sighs> and it's something like that. Is it? And, yes. And, 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 and it, you, you put it so beautifully. And, and thank you for, you know, sort of defining some of these mechanisms that come into play because I will correct one thing you said. My reflexive position is not for the larger understanding. <laughs> if we could like go back. Well, thank you. But my reflective position is uh, fear and loathing. Uh, <laughs> and sometimes it's pretty stubborn. You know, I want to say, I mean, I have a, a couple of friends that I have really sort of we're hitting rock of Gibraltar versus rock of Gibraltar. You know, oh my goodness. Big, heavy, uh, tectonic conflicts. Not in bad ways. Actually, in, to the degree that you're right, is that I have a certain playful attitude about it. But I will say this, and this is new, that I, I do see that that is a, a, a red flag for me, uh, or a green flag maybe. Yeah, to, you go. to go it, it, deeper in, in, in this direction that you're talking about, that there is a new level of play beyond that, that I, I can go for. And I actually have done it in a couple cases. And it, 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 inevitably, it's about... Um, well, give an example. I mean, you don't have to yeah, okay. violate somebody's privacy, um, but what's an example where you've gone beyond it, Jeff? Um, Oh, there's several, but one is, um, here's the thing. There's, there's, so there's, I, I, I talk to a group of people regularly, and there's one person who is just particularly diametrically opposed to a lot of what I have to say, but they're uh, integral. And they understand the integral model inside and out, and, and that drives me crazy because how <laughs> could they understand it and not agree with me? Right, right. Uh, but here's what I have uh, laid aside. They're not going to agree with me, and they don't have to agree with me. And it's more interesting for all of us if we don't um, – and he, he does the same thing back, where uh, he, he tries to colonize me. You know, so it's, it's, yeah. it's I know the domination – It's the domination submission <laughs> yeah. both ways. Um, and for me, and I think for him too – it's just almost like that massage. I mean, even though we went in there with, uh, you know, guns a-blazing, over time, we've just become a little more interested in the other. And, and, and actually, I think we've surrendered. We give up. I mean, I, I know that I'm not going to win him over. So for the larger community, for this larger group that we're often arguing in front of, uh -huh. um, it's... Um, I realize that the way forward is to present my position, and I know I'm not going to win him over, but I may, you know, to the degree that it wins people over, it wins the day. That's 
evolution working with me here. Well, it sounds you know? like play and to me. And to the degree that it doesn't, and, you know, he gets to put his point out and they agree. And sometimes I think, why are you agreeing with him? Yeah, yes. I mean, he's wrong. He's wrong, 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 right. wrong. <laughs> wrong, wrong, wrong. <laughs> but it's more playful, Keith. It's play. I mean, that damn word. That is, if that isn't the key to the city, play, I don't know what is. This, that's what it was so exciting about me. You know, it, it came to me when I was listening to a talk by uh, Stephen Porges about the polyvagal system. And the guy says, well, what's happening when you're not um, uh, engaged in fight flight? He said, play. And I thought, okay. And, and all of a sudden, like a flood of other, other research, for instance, um, you know, fear and loathing. Fear and loathing is you having <laughs> is you having judgments. Okay, now my nervous system judges, and it doesn't. And me know. having fear. I mean, there, there's somebody who thinks you know they're, they're going to. I mean, if if my way of thinking isn't the correct one, then I'm in danger. You are yes, and you perceive danger, and you respond to it with disapproval. Okay, yeah. now. You know, there's there's uh, there's uh, 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 Jonathan Haidt wrote a book on moral basic moral principles. He thinks that there's six basic moral foundations that are all solutions to evolutionary problems: um, freedom versus uh, oppression, um, um, fairness versus uh, unfairness, uh, loyalty uh, versus betrayal. All of these things are evolutionary problems that were solved by developing a, a, a drive, a, an instinct to be moral in those particular areas. So when you feel fear and loathing, which is, these are both forms of judgment, what these are are subtle forms of social constraint where, where I, my disapproval of you is put over there as a constraining influence on my, my opinion that you're engaging in some kind of behavior that is immoral or, or impractical or something. And you just, rec you receiving it with in a benign fashion is part of the game. Maybe you be influenced, maybe you're not being influenced. But this is how we try to influence each other. Now, if, if I can still connect with you in love, but still disapprove of stuff that you're saying, um, this is basically at that moment, I'm at a teal altitude. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. Well, at teal altitude, evolution is particularly accelerated. And you know, where does teal go when it evolves? Yeah, it goes to this conversation. It yeah. goes to turquoise. It yeah. goes to joining with like-minded people to try to serve the greater good. Yeah, and 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 what I've realized about these teal and turquoise levels is they're significantly more complex. Yeah, than than, than orange and green. Yeah, uh, and part of that complexity manifests in that people believe all kinds of shit. <laughs> That's true. I mean. <laughs> I have oh friends, God. the smartest people in the world, and this one believes Bush brought down the trade tower, and this one talks to aliens, and this one, uh, you know, they're all this. This one loves Trump, you know. This, I mean, it's and they're they have an integral sensibility, and we're just going to have to live with it and become curious about it instead of critical about it you in a way that's playful, because there's a lot of juice there. The hardest part of this, you know, way back, remember when we, when we had the integral conference, the one where everybody was honoring Ken, we did it in, in Denver. 
And you went on stage and talked about the myth of the infinite cornucopia by Willisek. Uh, uh, yes. Uh, I can't, can't pronounce it. I, I know. The Polish. Polish. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Polish guy. Okay. Yeah. Well, the infinite cornucopia. Polish, myth, Polish philosopher. Polish so, philosopher. And the, the law of the infinite cornucopia. Yeah. The law, of infinite, so, the law of infinite cornucopia is that whatever position you have, there is some data to support it. Absolutely. Okay, well, I get it's so hard for me. I listen to a lot of um, cutting edge um, uh, health uh, practitioners, I listen to a lot of cutting edge psychotherapy practitioners. Um, um, I li and so you can get. Uh, uh, biochemical, molecular, and epidemiological support for, say, being a carnivore, not eating plants. You can get support for the vaccines being bad for you, okay? Yes. You, yes. Or the vaccines, or the vaccines saving your life. Yes. You can get support for taking high doses of, of certain vitamins, and then you can get support for that's bad for your body, okay? Mm -hmm. Okay, when I, these are well-meaning, intelligent, educated, cutting-edge people that have their thing that they're excited about. Yep. And I listen to that, and there's a part of me that goes, oh, my God. Yeah. So should I take vitamin C? Yeah. Should I not? And should I take a bottle a day, or should I take one capsule? And yeah. what kind of fat do I eat with it? And ay, 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 you can go nuts with this stuff. And then what do they all agree on? And then when, they, when you find what people agree on, like for instance, we all agree that love and cooperation um, is better uh, interpersonally. Um, uh, happy couples. Happy couples make uh, are, are, are good friends and they make, they prioritize their lover relationship. And when there's conflict, they look for a way that they can both get through it. Okay, everybody can see that and agree with that. Um, everybody can can look at the data on regenerative farming um, and on grazing. We can see how that creates more soil and sequesters more carbon and is is one of the obvious solutions to, to climate change. Is there certain kind of through lines that are, that are just... Well, food. I mean, that it's... Yeah, food. You know, real and that it's fresh and that yeah, it's very... And that it has color to it. And that, you know, there's no roundup uh, on it. Yeah. There, there's some things that are, that I just, when I read all of this diet stuff, I just go back to let me just eat what's good. Yeah. He cleans. So, so I'm, so. The, and then the, a the, bag of Oreos occasionally. Oh, once in a while. <laughs> so the infinite, the infinite cornucopia gets me confused. But on the other hand, I, it's just like you said, you know, I. I we want to go back to Walter Cronkite? No, I don't. And, and also, one of the things that's changed more is I'm much more tolerant of being confused. Yeah, totally. Okay. Tol I used to be you, embarrassed Keith. about being confused, so I'd have to kind of create some certainty. I'm not as embarrassed being con no. confused anymore. It's, it's a like, fertile, I don't know. It's a fertile field, confusion. Yeah. yeah. Thank well, you for that. That's good. Well, on that note, yes. on the note of honoring... Now that we've yeah, got, got everybody positively confused... You got everybody positively confused. Let's declare victory. We will declare victory. We will declare coherence and evolution on our conversation. That's right. Yeah, we got it all figured out again. Uh, all right, my friend. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Keith Witt. Anything new that so people much. need to know about? Anything new that people need to know about? Your books or your courses or... 
You know, nothing new. Okay. I, I, I'm, I'm, in a, I'm in a period of deep study right now. Um, there's several areas that have, have, have captured my imagination. This is one of them, mm -hmm. the, the play fight. Um, another one uh, was Emily Nagowski's new book, uh, Come, as, uh, uh, Come As You Are on Female Sexuality. Um, <laughs> it, it's that's great what a great title i know i know it's a great title and um uh and jonathan hates book on the moral foundations i i'm 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 finding those ideas very useful in my psychotherapy yeah uh, um, yeah fantastic and of course people can find your stuff at drkeithwitt.com drkeithwitt.com uh you can find my books you can find my classes you can find my lectures you can find many shrinking pundits yes. with my with me and my friend with, with me and my friend jeff jeff salzman over the last seven years right on yeah and you can find my stuff at uh dailyvolver.com and um yeah so dailyvolver.com so is a touchstone for the integral world yeah well and it's I, a guy I, it's a it's a it's a lot the daily evolver is a map of the integral awakening. Um, and you know, it's an important one. I was just reading the integral spirituality recently and just falling in love again, like, and all it can Ken Wilber's book. Yeah. I mean, you open up one, you and I have talked about this, any random page of any of his books, you read that and you go, oh, oh my God, oh my God. But you True. know, there, there's something about the daily evolver and the people that you talk to on daily evolver that humanizes and concretizes hmm. the, the, the integral message. And it's just such an important contribution. So I just want to honor 10 years of, of daily evolver. Uh, thank you, Dr. Keith. Well, may it be so and more may to come. So. Yes.